This is Good Riddance the Podcast. We back again, yet another week. Jay, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good. Feeling some kind of way, I guess. Feeling some kind of way. Is this a, a good some kind of way, or is this uh, you know, not so good? I don't know. I'm, I'm still I'm still debating. But I mean, as of right now, man, I'm feeling good to to be talking to the peoples. Absolutely, everybody listening, tuning in. Thank know, y'all. Good Thank riddance. y'all. Plug us real quick. Good riddance pod on Instagram. Fill them in. Um, make sure y'all like, y'all subscribe, y'all comment. Please leave your pleasantries and oh. your displeasantries for don't, us. We don't, definitely don't hear it the all. segments, bro. What, what are those? Uh, what are the what, what are the utensils in which they can use to listen to this? Absolutely. Uh, one of the platforms is iTunes. Definitely iTunes, 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 Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Man, you can you can you can get in contact with us in many different ways, man. Instagram, Good Riddance Pod on Instagram. Man, we would would love to hear your feedback. We'll definitely shoot you that follow back. Um, and we'll be forever grateful for any uh, feedback, comments, or anything. Y'all got for us, man. We open for it all. We here for you. How was your week, man? Damn, that was good. The that, week was good. No, nah, I'm talking about that was good, man. That was that that that, that sounds like some shit that could be on radio. <laughs> and that's the goal. Is to get somewhere like that, man. Some <laughs> some bigger than radio, man. I, I wanna, think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Because radio, you're not really. <clears throat> you're kind of you're kind of behind the microphone, so you're not really with the people. I kind of want to be on the ground, man. I want to be involved. I want to, you know. You want to be up there. I mean, you, you want to be in the mix. Right in the mix, man. Like, why not? I don't know. I feel like if you're in a radio show, I feel like uh, I, I don't want to say. Uh, well, no, I guess that, that's pretty much how I feel. So let me, let, me, let, me not, let me not correct myself. Okay. Being on the radio station for me feels like you're still, you still have a job in the sense that someone tells you what the fuck to do. There's, there's a limitation of what you can say. There's a limitation of how much. You can actually do Absolutely That's why this podcast shit Is something way fucking different Than what you can get on the radio Because on the radio You gotta acquiesce to What you know Higher ups wanna hear And what they wanna see And nothing wrong with that Nothing wrong with that There's nothing wrong with that But I I, I Not my cup of tea though Yeah I I couldn't have said it any better man. It's really really not my cup of tea So if I can avoid that And I can do what I wanna do What I wanna do it How I wanna do Right I'll sign me up. You know sign what I mean? That's why sign me up. That's why this podcast, man, I want this to go somewhere like some somewhere different, man. Like just imagine this podcast, we could start doing other like content creating stuff, man. So I wanna I wanna make sure the people know where we wanna go with it. I wanna make sure we're talking about what the people wanna hear about. And okay. I want the people to just chime in. Let us know. We 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 wanna get to where you are. We wanna be your preferred uh, content consuming place. <laughs> if that makes sense, your uh, preferred uh, content work. consuming place. Okay, you know what I mean. Trademark. Hey, I should. I should. We should coin that right That's there. It. You know what I mean. When Do something what? happens, Done when something. something happens, That's it. you don't go. You don't. You know. You're not. You're not waiting for Stephen A. to get on the airway. You know what I mean? No, 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 no offense to Stephen A. Smith because I listen to this dude just about every day. No skip. You get what I'm saying? Like you're not running to go see, you know what? You know Joe Budden's talking about. No offense to Joe Budden because I listen to him pretty often as well. You know what I mean? All these big figures. We want to become that new, that new power dynamic duo. 
Damn, man, you almost you got me. You got me feeling like I'm a superhero right now, bro. I, hey, we should. <laughs> we should. To be honest, man. To be honest, but <clears throat> that's gonna be this. You know what, man? That's gonna be like the new poster. Hey, the content creating duo, or we gonna figure something out. The motherfuckers that do it. Just the mo- I don't know. Hey, the motherfucking duo. The motherfucking duo. Right. Ooh. Day and night. Hey, remember day and night? Hey, I remember that. We, we almost uh, we almost had that one going. Remember that? For the people who don't know, for the, that was for, the, dope, for, the for the early early people who were around when me and Jay was curating this thing, we we came up with a name, and we were gonna run with it. You want to tell them what that is? Day and night. Day and night. And if you see us, the optics would just <laughs> it, 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 it just screams day and night. You get what I'm saying? Just. Coming from two different ends of the spectrum, you know what I mean. But you know, vastly different, but the same in a lot of ways. I guess just like the sun and the moon, right? They're both circular, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they both can provide light. Yeah, you know, I right? Mean, just in just in different ways. Just in different. That's it, right? In different and formats. It's not forced. It's just it's, it's all love. But unfortunately, I think somebody somebody had that name. Fuck them. But, you know, who knows? Later in the future, it may become available. I'll buy that shit off of them. And we'll be, we'll be, we'll be right there for the taking. They're, 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 they're doing nothing with it. Are they? I haven't looked into it. Nothing productive. I, I don't know. I, I have never looked up this. I should look the it fact up, that yeah, someone has it, it was just disrespectful. <laughs> that's all that was. That is. That was, just, that was just an act of disrespect. That, that's all that yeah, was yeah. to me. Speaking yeah. of disrespect. You know, let, let me just, let me kind of dip into something, bro. Go ahead. You know what's disrespectful? What's that? This economy. Okay. Tell me how. What? <laughs> tell me how. So, <clears throat> let me tell you about something. We got so much businesses out there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Making a lot of fucking money. And I just realized today... That there is too little people making too much money. Too little people, too much money. Too few. Too few too people making a lot of money. Yeah, there is. And that's what I say, I man. You know, when I when I say the economy, I don't I, I don't mean it like in a fucking uh, spectrum right, right, right. of shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of referencing in the city. Remember, we're we're in LA, so I'm kind of looking at it from that kind of a from a from a, a from a from a minority standpoint. You are a thousand percent right. Yeah, and the reason I say that is because, um, we get a lot of people who are minorities who do make it to such a stature where they're making ample money than they ever made in their life but like they kind of just make their money and then they just kind of ghost yeah it's not enough of them like giving back to the very environments that created them for good for the for for good or for bad that's true you and and you know what i mean like we don't see a lot of these folks in our communities as far as i'm talking just minorities go Right. So you see people like you see white people, they make a lot of money. Right. But mm-hmm. then they do something within their own community to help advance it forward. Like Beverly Hills, all those white people in Beverly Hills that live there, they go out, they make the money. They find some way to bring it back to Beverly Hills. 
That's right? right. So the next person could find a way to capitalize off of that. Then they go and they bring it back to Beverly Hills. But when you see people in South LA, where I grew up at, or Inglewood, where you grew up at, or Hawthorne, or all these other inner city neighborhoods, we make our money. And we run. We bounce. We fucking bounce. And it's like... We're in the beaches of Belize. You get what I'm Just saying? You get what I'm saying? So... And and so it's, it's it's like a loophole. So you know how when you go to like Koreatown, yeah, that shit is all Korean. Albeit there's some great restaurants, there's some great everything in Koreatown. Because I live at current moment, I, I live like five minutes away from Koreatown. Boiling crap, right? It's all like it like it's for Koreans, and it services Koreans. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense. This, right? this is why they have money and we don't. Right. This yeah, this is why they're able to build that wealth because they're going to raise their children into a situation like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like like their their culture's not watered down. But that's why that's why I was talking to uh this is probably a couple weeks ago at this point, kind of an old conversation. But I was talking to my girl about just tracing my lineage. Like back from the begin back to the beginning. Okay. Like see where I'm from. Like see where I'm really from. Like what country in Africa? <laughs> hey, you know? Like it, like you you wanna go way back. I wanna go way back and just trace it back. You know what I mean? You wanna know what part of Egypt you're from? I'm not from Egypt, man. I don't think I'll I don't think, I'll think be so. from Egypt. I think you, you got none like, of that pharaoh blood? I'll be from like Nigerian or like like cause, cause, cause if you notice Africa is like East Africans are generally lighter skin. Yeah, yeah. West Africans are darker skin, darker complexion. Let's be true. Okay. Right? So I'd probably be from somewhere in like Western Africa, you know, where the Nigeria, the Sudan, the Ghana, all that is. Okay. But if you're on the east, uh, in the east and you're from like Ivory Coast, no pun intended, Ethiopia, Eritrea, stuff like that. So Okay, I got you, I got you. You know. You see, you know what? Thinking about that, I would have no fucking clue as to where I come from. I wonder, I wonder how much it costs, man. You got to get swabbed up and everything. They take like a follicle. They trace your DNA. And shit. You know what? As much as I'd like to do that, you know, it trips me out. It trips me the fuck. You know, you might it, be from Panama. No nah, shit. I don't know. Man, bro, you, man, the migrations and shit. <laughs> like, but you know what trips me, bro? Is that what's that? As much as I would want to do that. Mm-hmm. I always kind of think like you know, I'm literally giving um, somebody all of my life's history. Isn't that weird? But you're giving it to somebody like, to yeah. give it back to you. I'm giving to it. Find out. I'm giving it to it Tristan, to and Tristan is gonna give it to. Uh, <laughs> it might be worth it, bro. <laughs> he's he's gonna give it to a uh, 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 Skyler. <laughs> And then Matt is going to be the one to determine where I came from. Like, none of my peoples were involved in this whole mix. Well, you, know? you got to find, you got to find, I'm sure there's some, there's some Latinos or some blacks or minority people just in general that are running such an operation where they can do it. And you can give your money to that, right? To them. Invest right. You, you, you know what I mean? It's, it's all about where we, bro, my dad used to always say, Anytime you want to find out anything, like all this white collar crime, in just about everything, follow the money. Of course. Where the money going? Where's the money coming from? 
your answer is going to be in both those places. Or, like Chris Tucker said, follow the rich white man. <laughs> Chris, hey, hey, let me let me let me kind of segue real quick because you 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 mentioned Chris Tucker. I'm not sure if you heard about it, but you're about to hear a little something about it right now. Hey, man, what happened? Um, I may get the story just a little bit confused, but it's just the bottom line that I'm trying to get to. Okay. Mike Epps and Kevin Hart. Okay. Funny, yeah. funny motherfuckers, right? Yeah. Hello. You, you say okay. Yeah. They have been beefing for a long time. Like when 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 Kevin Hart first broke on the scene, like they were beefing, but then it kind of tailed off. Like so they kind of got non-existent. But they've always had like this little mini feud about what for what. Mike Epps says Kevin Hart is not funny, and he's been saying that since. From the jump Right So there was a picture That went up On Instagram And I think it was posted By Mike Epps mm-hmm. And it was a picture Of Mike Epps And Eddie Murphy Wow A fan Commented On Mike Epps' picture And the fan said Something about Something to the effect That Kevin Hart is funnier Funnier than who? Funnier than Both gentlemen in the picture I'm assuming I don't, he, he didn't. He didn't say. Oh, okay, okay. He didn't say. Oh, he's funnier than Mike Epps, or he didn't say he's funnier than Murphy. He's just saying. He just said Kevin Hart is funnier. Okay. Okay. Um, it may be a debate as to who's funnier, Mike Epps or Kevin Hart. I don't know how much of a debate we're having if we're saying Eddie Murphy or Kevin Hart. So let, let me stop you. Let, okay. Let, let's go to the general consensus right now. Let, 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 I mean, let's let's let, let's add fuel to the fire. Who do you think is funny? Epps or Hart? At me personally? Mike Epps or Kevin Hart? Me personally, for my liking, is Mike Epps. Mike Epps? Yes. Okay. Now, he, I, there's a definition for me of funny, right? Okay. So there's funny. Mm-hmm. But now, who's better on stand-up? Stand-up comedy. Because one thing is to be in a movie and then to be funny and act funny because you're given a role, you got a script. You know, people, you know, people pick up a script and they, they can play that script like they could become that. Right. And everybody loves it. Right. So anybody could take that. My, gen, my, my, my term of funny would be your stand up comedy. So in stand up comedy, Mike Epps or Kevin Hart. You see, so this is where I get a little jaded. How so? Because. I would say, because, because, all right, I liked more of Mike Epps. Movies? Stand, no, my movies, stand-ups. Okay, all right, stand-ups. Right? But, like, Kevin Hart, he's, he, he, he's, he saw this blueprint that was laid out by everybody before him, right? Mm-hmm. And he blew it open. Right? Right. And so, and so that's going to lead back into what Kevin Hart was saying, is that, when that fan commented, Kevin Hart is funny, or Mike Epps commented to that fan saying, Kevin Hart is still not funny. Mind you, Kevin, Mike Epps has been saying this since the, the beginning of Since time. the arrival of Kevin Hart. Okay. So it wasn't a surprise. But then, but then, um, when, when uh, Kevin Hart comments, the first thing he goes to is ticket sales. He said, oh, that's nice. It's funny. Nobody in this picture sells more tickets than I do. 
mind you, no comedian has sold tickets like he sold tickets. Truly true, yeah. That, he, that's so factual. He's, so, that's he's, factual. so he's blowing out Shit. like the blueprint. That right. doesn't mean you're the best in the world by all means, but right, right. You know what I mean? So, he, so that's why that's why it's a little bit jaded because like well, you're going with two different eras and you're like. So let's not mm-hmm. jade it. Let's not jade it. So let's just say we put we put it plain and simple. Because well, once again, I know I don't go based on tickets. So who who has more publicity? Like for me, there is there's movie funny, and then there's stand up comedy. Now for me, between the two, I would tell you basically, I have a winner on both categories on who takes what, and it's not the same person. Which is who? So personally, me here for movies, mm-hmm. Mike Epps is funnier. Okay, for me. For stand-up, and now this one's a little bit, little bit, you know, it, this was literally by a hair because the, when I when I mentioned the stand-up, there's really one stand-up from uh, Kevin Hart that truly stands out, and I think it was one of his first ones. It, it, it's, yeah. And the one I think you're thinking of is probably the same one I'm thinking of, which was uh, seriously funny. Yeah, that was the funniest one. That one and the, the follow-up was cool. Yeah, but, but it, that, it came that repetitive one. at that point in time. It, it became like okay, now you see. Here was the thing, and I think this is why. For me, the funniest stand-up that I've ever fucking seen that can I, I can be laughing from the beginning till the fucking end. And that's raw. Uh, no, delirious. Delirious, yeah. Delirious, bro. Bro, the moment he hit the whole James Brown, oh my god, bro. Wait, but Eddie Murphy myself wait, player. But Eddie Murphy was a different type of beast. But but again, let, let's not I I, I didn't want to jump into that yet. I mean, cause yes, okay. he's a different type of beast in himself. But just looking at the stand-up for what it is. Eddie Murphy, I mind you, held the record, right? Mm-hmm. And he only really did about what three official stand-ups at that at this point when he held the record. Yeah. Okay. Because because it was delirious, it was raw, and what came after? Motherfucker, delirious was so funny. I laughed just at the red suit the whole time. Yeah, he bro. came out in the red leather. Well, I mean, I'm, t- look, I'm telling you that one. It, what year was Delirious? Eighty-three. Like yeah. So, but you see what I'm saying though. So my thing was that Eddie Murphy had a stand-up comedy mm-hmm. that integrated the Aaron Pryor, right, as well as a brand new funk that he put to the table that only he could do. Mm-hmm. So his stand-up comedy was just so straightforward. Like and again, I mean, it, it goes to his second stand-up, which was raw. It was fucking hilarious, top to bottom, right? right. But once again, this is stand-up because I can I could I could name you a lot of the movies that I don't like from Eddie Murphy, right? You know, but then I can name a whole lot of them that I do like. So when it comes down to that standpoint, even then, for me, if I were to basically pick Eddie Murphy between Epps and Hart, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy takes the cake because of his body of work. Yeah, body as of work is undeniable. Everything. I mean, it's, it's undeniable. He's like, it, it's just, it's just undeniable. It's, it's like not even fair to do that. And why did he ever stop doing stand up? Like, I, I know that there was something happened in his life. You fizz off, man. You, you, you don't want to. But I mean, but what could it? Because think about it. If you look at all the comedians of now, mm-hmm. right? One of the best comedians, I might add, Bernie Mac. Oh yeah. He would do a bunch of stand ups. A lot of these guys would do a bunch of stand ups. Uh, often Consistently New shit New you stuff see, but, but Murphy did this shit Maybe two three times And said That's it And then he stopped Literally Like Track stopped Let me ask you Never this. hit the floor Do you think Okay because you brought up You brought in another person Bernie Mac Yeah Bernie Mac And the Kings of Comedy Them were some different Motherfuckers too 
like they turned comedy into like like a tournament. <laughs> yeah, they you know did. what I mean. They like did. like I'm, everybody was going on tour. Like you go on tour to to do your stand up in in cities all around the world, right? Right. But like the the at the rate in which the kings of comedy, which is Bernie Mac. Uh, Bernie Mac, Cedric the Entertainer, D.L. Hughley, and uh, Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. The rate at which they were doing comedy, motherfucker, they would go on a 120-city tour, go back home, prep up some new material, <laughs> go back on another 150-city tour. Uh, but they were but they were consistently doing it. Right. So Eddie Murphy, on the other hand, wasn't. What's the difference, though? Like, do you... Is I mean, it, my is question like is natural why? funny. Like, I mean, because see, Murphy, man, look, is, and that's why till today, I, can you imagine Eddie Murphy's considered one of the best standups of all time, considering he didn't do it as much as everybody else. Right. I mean, that says a lot, bro. I mean, that that's like, I mean, but everybody that's in like in like a public face where content and, and material is key. So like stand up, like music. All that shit, like rapping and singing, all that stuff. Right. Like, it's like that. What's that? What's that Batman line? Um, either you die a hero or you uh, live long enough to become the villain. Okay. You gotta pick the spots. So uh, what I mean by that is you gotta retire at. You, you gotta stop at the right time because if if Eddie Murphy came out with another stand up and it was trash, just imagine what that would have done. Well, I mean, to but his. now it's way too late, though, man. But, but now but, it's too late. I mean, but I'm saying that, like, let's say for example, Chris so, Rock just dropped. I think well, and but, and and I don't have you seen Tambourine, his latest stand up. No, it's on Nep. It's on Netflix. You're gonna watch it, and um, I'm gonna be a little bit biased here though. You don't like rock, anyway. See, Chris Rock to me is, is, is okay. I found That's him. Fair. Fu- I, I found him funny as a zebra, just because of his voiceover and stuff like that. But as him as a comedian, like okay. like his stand ups, you ran okay. I like the combination that he does, like with other actors. He's funny with, with the combination, but when it's stand up on his own, okay. I've never, I've never felt it. You see, my dad was a a really big uh, Chris Rock fan. Yeah. So like, I seen like a lot of his work as a kid and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So when I watched Tambourine, like I had like those reminiscent, like like just stuff. memories, like my pops watching it and like laughing his ass off on the couch. You know what I mean? So like, I had those, and like Tambourine, it wasn't like like gut wrenching funny. It was kind of one of those things where he was. It was it was funny. It was kind of like. It was more reminiscent of funny. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. Like, I laughed. Right. Right? Like, I wasn't, like, crying laughing like I would, you know, some other shit. But, like, it was, Hilarious. like, it was kind of one of those, like, like personal kind of funnies. Like, okay. you get what I'm saying? Like, right. like, he talks about shit that happens to everybody that you never really take time to stop and, like, you know, you, like, making light of, like, divorce. Like, a lot of people go through divorce and they don't find that shit funny at all. They lose half everything. And that shit is not funny. But he takes it and flips it into like a way that you can step back, you can analyze the situation or your mm-hmm. personal situation and be like, <laughs> well, you know. I got to watch it. You know what? Just, just you know what I, mean, so, I mean, just for that, I will, I will literally take the time it's, to, it's to, to watch it because, again, I, 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 don't, I don't like jumping, especially with like comedy stuff because. I don't like just saying, oh, well, I don't like him in general. Because you know, that's not true. Like I said, he I find him funny with different people. Mm-hmm. Like one of the dudes that I find that's not funny anymore 
is the, the, the name I just mentioned prior, which was Chris Tucker. Oh, yeah. Like, this dude was fucking hell. Do you remember this one? You know? The uh, the stand up with where, you know with the, when he's with the chick in the room, and his mom was calling him. Stand- was this when he was already big, or was nah, this nah, like, this was like, like Def Jam? This was like, like Def Jam, shit. yeah, Def Comedy Jam, bro. Oh, shit, I probably don't remember. Where this fool's all like, uh, you know, just to make a long story short, bro, he's 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 smashing up in his bedroom, right? And his mom is calling him. He's like Chris, and he's just like, man, he's like, he's trying to finish up quick, finish up quick. <laughs> and then she'd be like, "You better be coming, boy. I'm coming, mama. I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> you better be coming." <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so, I mean, this dude was, I mean, look, he was somebody that I he thought was gonna do. Chris, so <laughs> you better be coming, boy. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> So you see that, bro? I didn't even have to tell you the whole shit. And yeah. he made the whole—I mean, it was a skit, fucking hilarious. You know what, what I mean? But like, a, like, but he lost uh, it, bro. I don't know. He like gave Def stuff Comedy Jam, bro. Like, that shit was hilarious. Like, you know who else was a funny motherfucker that we can get back to this Kevin Hart Mike shit? Who? Martin motherfucking oh, fuck Lawrence. Yeah, bro. Martin Lawrence was like—I keep saying this was a different animal. Um, but this shit is. Yeah, no. See, look, I felt that Martin was going to be like the embodiment of the new Murphy. If that if that sounds a little weird, because think about it. This right. guy, not only was he, I mean, he had fucking sick stand-up. Yeah. His stand-up was sick. But he he would make you laugh. Acting. But his acting was good. His movies were good. He was fucking hilarious. I mean, I stopped kind of like laughing at his shit when, right. when the whole Big Mama thing came up. But like Blue Streak? But you know, I mean, but you know what they say, know. like, like you gotta, like, even though you're good at everything or a lot of things, yeah, you gotta pick one to like own, yeah, right. You know what they say? They say, uh, uh jack of all trades, master of none, master of nothing. That's right. You get what I'm saying? You gotta ha- like, you know what I mean? Like, like another dude, and this is this is this guy, uh, the name I'm about to drop is like way off the radar, and we can. Okay. Banish it once I mention it. Like, <laughs> like, like Jaden Jaden Smith. Um, Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith. Jaden Smith. He 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 released an album, like, pr- like a half a year ago. His album was good, surprisingly. I you know what I I haven't and heard. He's, it. And he's I can't wait. Say. He's a talented motherfucker, but I think he's gonna be another one of those people who are who's trying to act, who's trying to rap, who's trying to sing, who's trying to dance, who's trying to this, who's trying to do that, and he's and he's just gonna be like, like a Swiss Army knife, like. Pick one. His well, his dad did that. I remember that. But his dad picked. His dad he did the rap. But, but, but I mean, he's in his beginning stages, though. I mean, yeah, we can't so, really say so that. I, that's what I, yeah. I cut him a lot of slack. You know what I mean? Once Will Smith got to that crossroads, he's like acting. Acting it is. Hey, but look at Jamie Foxx though. That's Jamie, another funny motherfucker, bro. Jamie Jamie Foxx is very underrated. Dude, his stand up. Man, I, I remember I, I remember I watched his stand up. Man, I was laughing like a mother. Man, just. Dude <laughs> And the imitations That this man could pull up Especially yeah. that Tyson bro Did you know that he's making the movie? Did you know that? Tyson? Yeah But but that's, that's Jamie exactly Foxx is why portraying Tyson That's crazy That's good But but that's why People like Jamie Foxx And Will Smith And I'll just keep it at Those two names Yeah They're good, they're rare Like they we Like in the culture Like in the limelight We need people like that Yeah Because Look at Jamie Foxx Stand up comedian Hilarious Writing his own show, funny, to 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 singing and actually be, being right? critically acclaimed, and then 
give us such a classic performance like you did in Ray. Right? Will Smith, on his own show, mm-hmm. did his rap in him and Jazzy Jeff. Then right. give us Ali. That was a good one. Now Jamie Foxx, you say he's about to do uh, uh, Tyson? Tyson. That's it's kind of early to do Tyson. You think so? Yeah. Nah. Well, how old is Tyson? Like fifty something? Nah, bro. Tyson revolutionized the boxing game, bro. But what I'm this saying is, name is what I'm saying is like, like. But what they, I think so. They've already made a movie of Tyson, bro. Just to kind of give me an idea. It was with uh, what's this dude's name? The uh, um, the black guy that does karate, bro. He's cool as fuck. He played Spawn. That buff, that 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 Jack motherfucker. He was Spawn. You, did you ever see a movie called Spawn? Yeah. He was the main character, bro. Uh, something uh, J. Let me look his name up. J. I'm over here thinking J. J. The Smith and shit. J. Uh, J. Something. Was it Michael J? White? Wait, Michael J. White. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, him. So, look, look, look it up. You got it right there. Uh, right. Type it. He, but what he, I'm he saying played is, the role of Tyson already, and he sucked at it. That movie but, was trash. But what I'm saying is, like, I think the movie. Like any movie like that should come like when there's a new generation. Well, I guess you may be right. Look, when there's a new generation being introduced to such, you know what I mean? I'm going to so tell like, you why. When Ray came out. Yeah. Like I didn't know a lot about Ray. So when I watched that movie. It hit you. It, it, it did something. Now, if if the movie would have came out sooner, like you, you make the you make the biography or the biopic for that next Generation to come in, and right. now we can see Ray. You know what I mean? So like when they make a uh, a documentary about LeBron James, it should be when my daughter's like fifteen years old. But yeah. so you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I mean, look, I, I I see where you're going, and I think you're right. But I think with the bigger, well, not the bigger picture, but the the biggest reasons I think that they're doing it now, mm-hmm. or they're working on it now. Okay. If you think about it, who else? Can portray a Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like a Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx can get because he's got, at him with he's the got those little features. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I mean, he gets bulked up too. He got to get him jacked yeah. though. Uh, but because we got to see twenty-one year old Mike. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and the way he talks, man, he does doing the little lift, bro. I'm, I'm a fat. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I've never ever in my life heard an impersonator do Mike Tyson so accurate that you don't even know that you weren't talking to Mike at the moment. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're right. But it's it's a it's a crazy bit, man. But to kind of just go back on this one, let me let me to let me, go back to where we started. Let me pull it back. Yeah, pull Kevin that Hart. Up. Kevin Hart responds to um, Mike Epps when he says you're not funny. He said that's not basically what you're saying is not uh, press worthy. He says Kevin Hart. This is Kevin Hart, and I quote: "All I can say is that you're a sad individual." I talked to you several times face-to-face in attempts to put the BS behind us. I even reached out to you like a man and tried to get to the bottom of your bitterness. When will you realize that my success has nothing to do with you or your journey? Unlike you, I want to see you win. I'm actually a fan of you, champ. <laughs> Let's pa- go, champ. Don't, don't patronize me. That fool came. Don't say no patronizers. Don't call me champ. Bro, <laughs> you, let me continue. That shit got I'm praying, famous. I'm praying for the day that you will realize so many of us entertainers, entertainers have crabs in the barrel mentality. Oh, that's kind of deep. Fuck that. 
Fuck you, it says you Fuck are it. the biggest crab I know. <laughs> I will continue to shine and let history. I will continue to shine and continue to make history and continue to do comedy at the highest level. If that makes you sick, then so be it. I will hand you a throw up bucket because this year is about to be my best year, Mr. Bitter. While you worry about this grown little man, please. <laughs> Why is he saying shit? <laughs> Hey, Don't hey, be he's making you laugh though, bro. You see, uh, incognito shit. Shut, man. While you while you're worried about this grown little man, please know and understand that I am only worried about success. Hashtag catch up. Hey, bro, that was kind of a slap in the face though, because when you think about that, I'm slapping the face too. To, uh, to, to apps. I don't know, man. It's because you know what? The, it, look, it's like. But I think they're different kind of funny, though. No, no, no. Absolutely. No question about that. Like I said, I mean, there's a, there's a stand up and there's that whatever. Right. But right. my thing is this. You got to go now. I mean, at this point in time, Mike Epps was in the business much longer, I think. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, I, Mike I saw Epps Mike been Epps. been comedy for a while. Yeah. So the thing about it is that, granted, Epps did not hit that superstardom that Kevin Hart did. There's no question about that. But if you. But but can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think. What do you think um, Kevin Hart's road to prosperity was like when like who else is doing comedy? Like, I think I think right now he's kind of monopolizing that market because Mm -hmm. he's really like the only stand up comedian that we're getting. But as opposed to when Mike Epps was in his prime doing his comedy, you have Cat Williams also in his prime doing his comedy. But but Williams didn't break out until later on though. Williams, I mean, Cat, he, Cat's been doing comedy yeah, for. Cat's been doing it, bro. But I he would didn't, say that he their prime overlapped. Well, yeah, I mean, but he, but he didn't pop until you know what he didn't pop until maybe like because I remember I remember it was Cat Williams first that boop, popped. Maybe about a year or two later, that's when I heard about Kevin Hart. Okay, the pop in there. So I mean, their their similarities were kind of close. So when. When this dude was doing it, when he was in his prime time, cat, cat, okay, he was going toe to toe with, with Hart at that during those times during those. Years. I don't think so. Because you, so. you got to remember because, when because, Hart was doing stand up, Hart, Hart was still quote unquote a baby in it. I think that Epps more so competed with Cat as opposed to Kevin Hart. I think Kevin Hart came a little bit later. Cat fell off. He had his legal troubles and. Yeah, and yeah. All, his, all his personal demons. Right. That's that was the demise of Cat Williams. Even though I'm glad he has a he has a stand up on uh, Netflix too, which is which is pretty funny. I'm actually gonna watch that sucker tonight. Yeah, I, 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 which yeah. is which is also pretty funny. So I'm glad okay. to see that he's back and he's kind of kind of you know getting back to his element. But I feel like Mike Epps and Cat were more competitors as a, and I see Kevin Hart just kind of in a room by himself. I mean, but is that his fault? It's not his fault. It's not his fault. So that's why that's why when so, you talk about the two, you talk about era. You you, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. So he's, when he says I'm I'm selling I'm selling tickets. Well, you got to be you better be selling tickets. You're the only one that's selling tickets. I mean, but you know what though? But again, that, that's one of the, look, I I think that in that concept you're absolutely right. I mean, we put it into that perspective, you know, but let's just say all of it is accurate and correct, which I think it is. So if that's the case, if your competitor was actually Cat Williams, I mm-hmm. mean, why, why are you bitching and moaning about someone else who's in a different level? That's like, you see, you know who gave me, gave me a good example of this? Who? Mark Cuban. What did he say? All right. Mark Cuban, basically, for those that don't know, he's the owner of the Mavericks. 
And he is the, and a shark on Shark Tank. Uh, yeah, well, the biggest shark. They should call him the whale on Shark Tank. To be quite is he the richest? Yeah, on Shark Tank. I thought it was um, Kevin O'Leary, Mister 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 Wonderful, bro. Mister Wonderful is according to stats. Again, I don't I don't know this exactly, but according to the information that's on the internet, Mister Wonderful is worth about one hundred fifty to three hundred million. Everybody else on the platform is worth about like uh, like the dude from Fubu. What's his name? Damon John. Damon John's cool as fuck, by the way. Uh, this dude about three hundred million. And then you have the other sharks there, about a hundred million, but you know whatever. Okay. And then let's remember, Mark Cuban's the only one there that's worth about six billion. And is that just because he owns the Mavericks, or is that no, because no. he so, has other? So adventures? for those that don't know, basically uh, that uh, so Mark Cuban when he was getting started, We're way his off business, topic, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he, when he got started, bro, he cre- him and a bunch of people created. Um, it was called Broadcast.com. Mm-hmm. This was the very he was the one that created the whole streamlining, like stream something live for everybody to see on the Internet. The first thing that he streamed live on the Internet that became successful, it was a Victoria's Secret uh, catwalk. Okay, became huge. Yeah. Yahoo decided to make them an offer. Right. He sold broadcast.com to Yahoo for an estimate. I think at the time was about like uh, about five or I mean, four point something or five billion dollars at the time. Okay. And we're talking about this is the 90s, bro. So he just got into the boom at the moment, and then poof, that's where his big money came from. And I mean, this is genius, too. Then he bought the Mavericks and so on and all the businesses he owns now. Okay. But where I'm going with this is basically the end result is this. You cannot really, like, uh, like, he, like he would kind of put that out there. He's like, if anybody's going to talk shit to me or if anybody's going to tell me about business or if anybody's going to come to me and tell me some crazy shit in any kind of way, mm-hmm. let's be straight and realistic here. You cannot come to me talking this crazy shit Without having the same accomplishments If we can't stand in the same room And hold on to the same accomplishments Right We can't have that conversation Right I agree with that So It kind of goes back to this Hart Has accomplished something That Epps unfortunately Wasn't able to do so And not to say that he didn't have the opportunity Or didn't have the ability to But yeah I mean He he was going through a rough time too With all the other people that were up Right right But I mean that's where I'm going at Why, Why do you think that Epps would probably feel this way because if you look, man, because if you're a Maybe, competitor, what if, somebody, what if he just what if he's not hating? What if he just genuinely doesn't feel like Kevin Hart is that funny? I mean, but why would he advertise it so much then? Like, no one gives a fuck. Your but opinion is not that important wait, to, to have people care. I don't, I don't see him just like on a tear by himself saying it. I feel like he when he posts it out, though, when he's when he's addressed, I feel like then that's when he'll say it. I don't, I, I don't care for him. I don't think he's that funny. But if it was a beef that started from way before, though, I mean, again, I don't know the whole story. I'm, I'm just kind of going based on what, what I'm learning now. But I'm just saying, if it's if that's the case, though, that's like if me and you got a beef, mm-hmm. and then you become superstar, and I, I became a star, I didn't make it to that level, and then I'm just like, well, you know. And every time you ask, like, man, what, so what's up with Ivory, man? What's man, up? Man, You're like, I, I just don't, I don't think he's that good. No, personally, he's cool. I don't think he's that good. So, like, but why, if you're but why? If, wait, why, but why you, throw that part out there? But if you're like. If you're like just in your in, at your house and you're just throwing it out there like man y'all like Irie but he's not that and you're not asked that question that's different than if yeah but but you but you know the, I get what you're saying you know what it's gonna bring back though I mean again I I love Epps man I mean the, to me this dude is one of the funniest dudes out there you know and but once again mm-hmm. it's like. I mean, don't pick because you, you know what you're doing. The media does this all the time. Right, it, right. They ask you a question to create something. So if you choose to answer in mm-hmm. the fashion that you know that it will go like wildfire, yeah, you wanted that to happen. 
you know the repercussions. He's been in the business too long to yeah to say that. Oh no, I was just saying it because I was okay. being asked. Nah, motherfucker. Like, he, let, let's be real. They both. He knows. He you knows. Know, that's why. Man. I, I don't know. That, that's one of those. That's one of those things that it's one know. of those things that you gotta know. Like it, you know, you've been doing this for too long. You're not. You're not a baby in the game. Hey man, you kind know. of a curveball though. Still in the comedy conversation, but a little, little bit of a curveball. Jerry Seinfeld. Do you think he's funny? Um, I don't know too much about Jerry Seinfeld outside of his show. You never seen him on stand up? Mm, I'm not too familiar with a stand up. I, I asked this question because kind of going towards that Kevin Hart, what he said, okay. sales kind of thing. Right. I don't know if you know this, but the uh, richest comedian yeah. in the world. I know that. Longest running show ever sitcom. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, but even beyond that, like his stand-ups and all this kind of shit, like, you know, when it comes down to it, uh-huh. the dude's worth almost a billion fucking dollars. He's roughly about $900 million net worth. That's crazy. You believe that? That's Jay-Z's crazy. at about three fifty. The fuck? I, I know more about Jay-Z's life than do Jay fucking Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld's sitting <laughs> at his house right now <laughs> watching the Kevin Hart, Mike Epps beef, like, look at these kids, man. You see what I'm saying? Don't they know they can all... Make money That's together, it. but it's a, it's a crazy business. It definitely is. I mean, another thing, talking about something that you just gotta fucking know. Hit me. Actually, no, no, no. Let's talk about the the the, the Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, real quick. So I sent you something. Yeah. And it was basically, and I'm, I, I can, I can jog through it yeah, real yeah, quick. But play it up. It wasn't a long video. Just play it up. It wasn't. Let, but let it, them hear what he said. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna play the video. I can just tell you basically the gist of what he's saying. He's saying that, um, basically that he has person on this shoulder, person on this shoulder. Mm-hmm. This side is saying the public wants to see you and Wilder fight, but he's saying that this, this, the devil on this shoulder is saying. No, that's not the movie you should be making. This is the best career move you should be making here. So he basically sided with the shoulder that says, don't do the Wilder fight yet, right? right? We're going to go this way because it's better for your career. Because he has a fight coming up in, I think, September with some yeah, other Yeah, yeah, he, he signed a new contract. Yeah, so Wilder is basically just fully like expressing like his frustration with the whole with the whole thing. And then like one second, one second, one second. I'm pulling up right now as soon as this man, we got some trash Wi Fi, but it's all good. Sorry, Nate. Shout out to you. Um and it's basically Wilder Sam basically apologizing to uh to the people. To the people, yeah. Like just letting them know that, you know, I did everything I could. Like I've accepted basically so he says, Dear boxing fans. Well, I tried. I tried to give you guys the biggest fight of your lives, the most exciting fight in world history, the first undisputed, undefeated WBC, WBA, WBO, and IBF unified heavyweight champion of the world since Lewis. Lewis. Lennox? Which Lewis? Joe. Joe. No, no, no. no. Yeah, Lennox. Lennox. Lennox? Yeah, when he unified. Okay, okay. So he tried to give you the biggest fight since Lewis. He said, "I I tried to know. Um, they asked for jungle deep numbers um, just to get the fight. Basically, he accepted just peanuts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. he didn't get the, he, he said he's a stand-up guy. He didn't get what he was, um, what his offer. He called it, they, they offered him crackhead money. 
<laughs> right? I love this uh, dude, man. He said it was something equivalent to a pack of peanuts, a loaf of bread, and a jar of honey. <laughs> Right. He said, but you know what? He said, you know what? Like, I'm a product of my environment. And I'm paraphrasing here. I'm a product of my environment. I represent that dirty South. Bama is where I'm made. I'm like, I'm used to eating the survival food. So he said, you know what? I'll do it. Um, he said, so I basically took the lowest offer in boxing history for a, a unified title bout. Um, he said people thought I was brain dead for doing that. Um, he said he basically accepted everything. He said he went to the UK, he sat down at over three months, he went to a few uh, tea parties and he said he sat there with fucking grown ass men speaking in British accents and they didn't even offer him a biscuit to go with his tea. <laughs> um, so he said, again, I apologize. He said, I was played, he, they played us all. But he said, fuck them, we moving forward. The future is still bright, 51 and 0 baby, let's go. Bomb squad! I just got to get that out there. You got to get that out there. But it was just—it was. What do you think about that? I'm disappointed, man. I'm, re- I'm, I'm, I'm very Robert disappointed. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm disappointed in in Joshua, but I'm more disappointed in the boxing commissions. Okay. I'm fucking upset with these sons of bitches. Talk you about see, it. Talk about it. Because, you see, man, th- this is this is where you, you. There has to be a line that's drawn. If you own these belts, it's because you've earned them, right? Mm-hmm. You earn these belts. So you're telling me that you own, like, for example, he has, he's unified. Let me see. So Wilder has a WBC, the WBA, the, IB, uh, the IBF, the WBA, and the WBO is what Joshua has. Where... In fucking God's green earth, would any of these other title belts or these title commissions mm-hmm. consider that Wilder wouldn't be the number one contender for each one of those belts if he's a current reigning and defending champion of the WBC? And likewise, the WBC, who would they call their number one contender? Well, granted, the motherfucker who has the other fucking belts. Does that not make sense? That makes perfect sense to me. The whole point of unifying about, see, and this is where boxing became so, like, I guess. Is this why UFC took over? This is, you know what? This is why. And, it, you know, I, I, it, I'm I a boxing fanatic, man, but there's certain things about the boxing game. <clears throat> the sweet science, it can't be beat. But here's one thing I'm going to give this to you briefly because this thing could go on for hours. So I'm going to give this to you real quick. Back in the day, mm-hmm. there was one heavyweight championship belt. You fought for this belt, you defended this belt, and that was it. If you were declared heavyweight champion of the world, it was a definition. Heavyweight champion of the world. Everything. Right. People would come outside of the countries to fight with you, and you would defend, and you would fight. That's that. Someone came up with the idea to say, you know what, let's come up with different rankings. We don't believe that this person's number one contender, but we think this person is a number one contender. Mm-hmm. Then new belts started coming about. The most most uh, the most prestigious one that came about during these years was the WBC. Mind you, the WBA came before. Okay. Right. So now you have. If and I'm going to say this kind of fast because I think I, if I have these all right, you have WBC, WBA, WBO, IBF, IBO, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, there's an IBA out there somewhere. Right. And then you got the Ring Magazine. And there's still maybe like about two more that I'm missing, you know, from the top of my head. So now you have all these different rankings of title belts that say that this person here is a number one contender, this person there is a number one contender. 
So you got too many different belts. And I mind you, the, the rule that came out afterwards was mm-hmm. if you own three of these seven belts, you're a unified champion. How are you a unified champion if there's more belts sitting out there? You see what I'm saying? So that's right. why it upsets me in the sense that if you have a WBC so heavyweight champion, system, you you have an you have an overall issue with the ranking system. Yeah, their ranking system and how they and why the all these belts exist. There should be one fucking belt. That's why the UFC's taking over the game. Because guess what? If you're a heavyweight champ, how many belts does he have? You got one belt. He's got one fucking belt. And it says UFC on it. You know you know what I mean? you know what I think that allows for it to happen? What's that? Pussy shit. Yeah, of course, so, that's what we're seeing now. Right. So what I mean crazy. by that is, what I mean by that is, if I'm if I if I if I'm a heavyweight champ in boxing, I have a belt, right? Right. With all these belts being in action, you allow somebody else who's a heavyweight to make his way through the ranks, right? And skip me. Right, so now that person has a belt, and he's calling himself the heavyweight champion of the world. I have a belt. I'm calling myself heavyweight champion of the world. Right. If you're heavyweight champion of the world, you got to beat me, or and vice versa. If I'm think I'm heavyweight champion of the world, we right. Fight. So like, it, it always gives you this edge or this belief that you get the fans get to choose, right? Oh, right. I think Wilder's the best because he has this belt. A dude from the UK is like, nah, how can he be the best? We got we got Joshua over here. He holds this belt. You see my point? Yeah. Which 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 belts from like you get what I'm saying? Like it needs to be one one belt. There could be multiple belts, you know what I mean? For like different I, things, right? I don't see the point but of it. But if you have one heavyweight champion of the world, like if you get like a I mean you can like you can I don't know. Like, give give other belts. I don't know. I don't know what. It's weight like, classes, bro. The, the, right. the whole so definition of a championship belt is to define a weight. That, right. that, that's basically it. But so these guys find so many different things with it. But if I lose weight and I get into light heavyweight and I win a belt there, now I'm holding two belts. That's what the Cormier just did. Cormier was a light heavyweight champ, and okay. he went up in weight to fight the heavyweight champ. And, and he, he got the belt. So now he's got, he did what McGregor did. He's got two belts. Yeah. Now, why does he have two belts? Because he has he owns those belts in two different weight divisions. Right. right. It's not about that I have one belt that I won, but in the same division for, as me, there's about four people, other people that have belts. But for people like Joshua and Wilder, I doubt they can get into any other weight class. Right, so they they got to duke it out somewhere. Hey, but did, did you hear about that thing that that was his name? Wilder was even talking about or saying he commented once he cleans out the heavyweight division, he was actually considering dropping down a little bit of weight and taking over the cruiserweight division. Bro, you can't. He can't do that. I mean, th- th- that's what he said. Those are his words. Those are his words. But just like, I'm not saying he can't do it like physically or or like. He wanted to make history. I, mean, I don't think he can just because his body, his body's, he, you can't come down a cruiserweight. Well, here, here was his thing. He'd you know, have to lose like 45 pounds. He, he was saying that it would be the most unprecedented thing that anybody's ever seen because everybody's seen people go from light heavyweight to, to heavyweight. Heavy. Yeah. Or from middleweight to light heavyweight to heavyweight. He's like, but you've never seen vice versa. He's like, I'm thinking about, so I, I don't know if I it was more of a publicity stunt just to be talking yeah. shit. Because if, because if he's a heavyweight right now, right? Yeah, he's a heavyweight. Full he'd ball. have to drop so much weight. He'd have to basically bypass light heavy. Yeah, about, 40, yeah, about 40, 50 pounds almost. He have to, he'd have to lose, yeah, 45, I said 45, he'd have to lose so much weight. What, and, and with the frame, with his build, I don't, I don't understand how he's going to do that without like 
getting rid of the muscle, like not working out and just letting the muscle just separate. Yeah. I don't understand how you do that because then the moment you want to get into a fight that's a heavyweight fight, it's going to take you so long to build that weight back. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that. If he does that, he's not going to win. You, you, you can't. And, and it's tough. You know, I mean, it's one of those things that I, uh, you know, I, I think he did it more for publicity, talking yeah. shit, kind of thing. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't blame it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta talk shit. You but gotta talk your shit. Once again, kind of just leading up to everything, I am just fucking pissed off uh, at talk the boxing about, promotions. Talk to me about Joshua, and Look, which, and and how do you how do you view Joshua now that all this has happened? Then we could jump on. Look, man, I don't see Joshua the same way. I I think we had this conversation maybe about a couple podcasts back. That I believe that Joshua, but new information was gives you new ideas. Man. Yeah, and and, and it, it gave me just that when I watched the video that you sent me mm-hmm. on how he used the advocate situation on my right hand, I wanted to knock his block off, but on my left hand, it said, "If I have to wait till 2020 to fight this guy, if it makes sense to me, then th- that's when I'll do it." I'm like, "What do you mean if it makes sense to you?" And. It, I, I just feel very disrespected of the fact that how are you going to walk around calling yourself the heavyweight champion of the world, but you're not willing to defend the belt against the other heavyweight champion of the world that's out there? You, There should be a rule in boxing. You cannot fight another man if you don't have all the belts. You have to get. You have to clean out the house. Mm-hmm. That should be the rule. You want to have seven belts? Fine. Have seven belts. But you have to have all seven to be able to declare yourself a heavyweight champion of the world. And he had the opportunity, man. You know, you saw Joshua's true colors. I remember there was an interview he did. Give me $50 million and we'll do the fight next week. And then the email went out. Right. $50 million. Then he says, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, we can't do that. You're going to own everything. I, I, I have to be able to control the, the stadium or, or who comes in first, the A, mm-hmm. the B, whatever. Fine. He's the A side. Oh, wait, man, but if we do this, we're going to have to, you know, it's going to be in my turf. Fine. Two-fight deal. Wilder gave him, he he served him up on the platter. That was it. You went, UK? How much? I'll take that. Yeah, fuck it. That's why I said, like, like, that was crackhead money. Like, I should be getting way more money than that. But you know what? I'm from Alabama. That was it. This is still more. This is still more money than anybody that I know is touching. <laughs> so you know what? I'll take that. But you know what's crazy? I should be getting three times more. But I, I'll take that. Cause just because I want this fight so bad. You know, Joshua makes more money per fight than Wilder does. I would imagine because of his fan base. But but I, but the one thing I like about Wilder, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Is I get a true feeling. Uh huh. Like he's fighting for the love of the game. Like he's not in it just for the money. That's why I appreciate him. That's that's that, that's why I appreciate him too. Cause I I get a feeling that he's like, I wanna fight because I'm the best fighter. Nobody could beat me. I just love this shit. And he's just not in it just looking for the for the you know what I mean? It's cause you, you know what I think one of the bigger differences, a lot of, a lot of things that people are not looking at right now? Mm-hmm. Joshua is young. Wilder is close to his way out. If you realize that, Josh was in his 30s, 
And I mean, uh, no, uh, what's his name? Wilder's in his 30s and Josh was in his late 20s. Josh was like 29, 28, 29. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so basically he's still on the younger side of it. He's still, he can wait four years before taking this fight when you really think about it. But really Wilder can't. Speaking, yeah. Wilder, Wilder probably has like another two, maybe three pushing it. Because Wilder's right, like 34, 35? Yeah, by 34, 35. He's like, he, he reminds me of a Triple G. Triple G right now, after he fights Canelo, I personally, right. I mean, it, it, if you retire now, mm -hmm. fine. Go ahead and retire. Right. There's too much younger, blood-breathing dragons out there right now. You know, but that's, mm -hmm. a, that's, a, that, that's a, I'll leave that for a different topic of another day. But I will say this. Anthony Joshua literally just showed that he doesn't want to fight. Not because... Because I don't, I don't want to believe that he's scared. I don't want to believe that. Right. Because the way that I see him fight, I don't believe it. But I will say one thing. He knows very well the outcome that could happen for taking the fight. That says a and, lot. And if he wants to keep his belts and he wants to keep his... Like he said in the little video, he says... I'm gonna do what's best for me, and if but I don't want to see, better position later, I, I, I'll do I it. I don't want to. If I'm Josh, if I'm if I'm Wilder, this is what I do. I'm like, okay, fine. You backed out. Okay, I'm pissed. Right. My my cap. My people are pissed. The boxing fans around the world are probably pissed. Right. But you know what? I'm not gonna stress about it because there's other fighters that I could fight. Even though I'd rather this one, there's other fighters I can still fight. You have one year. To let me know anything. After one year, all bets are off. I don't want to hear from you. You are, I'm going to banish you from my mind. I because mean, I you do, can't because, do that though. Wait, no. Yes, you can. Because I don't want to see, because if I'm wilder, like I've been giving people quality fights. Yeah, right? No, you're right. So you're I right. don't want to give people, my fans, a watered down fight that's only a part two of the Pacquiao Mayweather shit. I don't want to. I don't want to give my my folks that. Right. Right. Because it's it's. I think it's clear he's not in it just for the money. I think he's in it for the love of it. I don't want to. I like. I feel like he's all about quality. And I feel like the moment yeah. he feels like he is wilted a little bit or he's not giving that same quality, he seems like the guy that will step away. You know who I want to see? Who's that? If if the, I mean I don't see this Wilder fight happening for the next year or two. To be quite frank with you, I don't. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't happen you know, before retirement time. You have one, right. You have one year from today's date. But but I will say this: if there is one person though that I do want to see Joshua fight, mm -hmm. he obviously not this year because it's his fighting schedule. But early next year, if he doesn't fight Wilder, I want to see him fight Ortiz. Wilder. No, I want not not Wilder. I want to see or Joshua, Joshua fight him. Okay, because or look, man, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, dude. Ortiz is a fucking gorilla. I mean, he's a, he he's where's he from? I, 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 he's from Cuba. Okay, he's kicking his forties, bro. I, he's like kicking up in his forties, yeah. like he's forty three or something. Yeah, but you don't see nobody calling him out. Why not, bro? This dude has. He has extremely good boxing skill. Mm -hmm. He's a southpaw, and he's got power. Did you see the problems? I've never seen Wilder have so much problems in a fight right. than when he fought Ortiz. I mean, and even now they were talking about Ortiz it. Ortiz is a technician, though. Yeah, well, a power, I mean, he's a bulldozer technician. Right. So, like, 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 Ortiz is one of those guys 
to me that he'll get into a fight. He won't throw very many punches. But the ones he do throw. Man. There is a high percentage that shit is going to land. And there is even higher percentage that uh, chance that that shit's going to hurt. He almost, he almost knocked <laughs> out Wilder, bro. Right? Wilder is one of those. He's one of those volume guys. He's going to give you a lot of punches. Yep. He's going to land. You know what I mean? But Ortiz is one of those guys that's like, I'm not going to throw that many punches. And I think that's going to be a good suit. Him and Joshua, because Joshua's the same way. Right. Joshua's a technician. He waits. He follows you. He'll he'll pick he'll pick up on it. And then Ortiz is the same. But I truly, in a weird, weird way, mm-hmm. I kind of think that uh, Ortiz has got a better chin. Yeah. Then then Joshua. And I, I'd like to see that fight. I mean, hopefully, I mean, at this point, if Joshua, if you're going to be running away from the best fight out there or the only fight that makes sense, uh, at least fight another guy that's going to be up there in contendership. Don't be doing that kind of that, that, that bullshit of finding whack fighters. I mean, I'm already upset with boxing, with the, with the commissions and what how they're doing. if he loses to one of these, quote unquote, whack fighters? Th- then there you go. Good riddance. To segue off of that, <laughs> <laughs> segue off of that real quick. Last you know, thing, last thing I want to get your thoughts on. What's up, it, man? It's still in boxing. Um, then we could jump off this. I don't want to. I don't want to stay on this too long. People may yeah. not resonate with boxing that much. I feel you. Manny Pacquiao, he just won. Yeah, he knocked out Matisse. Stephen A. Smith said, even though Pacquiao won, he looked good in this fight. It's about time for Pacquiao to pack it up. Because Pacquiao is going to end up getting hurt. Pacquiao is going to be, you know, he, he's going to be, he's, it's not going to end well for him if he keeps fighting. Do you agree with that? Or do you think Pacquiao just really still has a lot of juice left? You know what, man? I'm going to have to give it to Stephen A. on this one. Okay. I'm going to have to. Simply because of the fact that it, Matisse, even before he fought him, Mm-hmm. I didn't like Matisse's biting with the fighting style. The first, the first fight that I saw him lose to, I forgot that I forgot the boxer's name he lost to. But the moment that Matisse didn't have his way, okay. he gave up. He gave up in the ring. The moment you see a boxer give up in the ring, right. once they're bound to do it again. That's exactly what happened with Pacquiao. He fought him. He figured out that okay, you know what, I can't get him. He gave up in the ring. So because he gave up in the ring, it's just like, okay, I mean, what was to be expected? I mean, he's not the best type of fighter. Yeah, he's got good knockout power. But then again, when you go back to his resume, it's not a Manny Pacquiao resume kind of thing. Right, right. You know, but going to that extent, it it, it should have been a fight that Pacquiao won, considering where he is. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But at the same token, that's it. He should pack up, man. I mean, after his considerable losses... In the past, mm-hmm. and uh, I feel like Pacquiao's going through this whole Ali phase, bro. To be honest with you, he's waiting for the next Larry Holmes to just tell him it's time to retire. Like, I mean, when Holmes cannot, fought Ali, bro, I mean, he painted it in a picture saying, "If you don't leave now, you're gonna get hurt. You cannot let another boxer retire you." That's it. You can't. And considering how great was Ali, and then unfortunately, that's what happened to him. I think he feels that like he resonates in some kind of way just like that. He has a big following, a big crowd. I mean, he, I've been a big fan for right. a while. But Ali, huge humanitarian. Yeah. Pacquiao. He's beloved in his, in his country. Right. Politician at that. Maybe, maybe, maybe he does see a 
can keep fighting for my country, keep giving all that I can give to my country. Like he, Ali he did He has too to many leeches bro Ali had leeches You know that yeah. Ali had too many leeches I mean considering He had the leeches of His supporters His close supporters That needed from him mm-hmm. He had The religious leeches Right That feeded from him But he was fine with all that You know Of course he was fine with it But it wasn't until the end of his career Where he realized Like you know what? I mean because he started making Drastic changes in his right. career Yeah he was okay with it But he realized Alright Certain things I'm not okay with We're gonna do this Somebody's gonna be like I'm coming boy yeah. You better be coming boy <laughs> I'm coming mama I'm coming <laughs> um, You know <laughs> yeah. uh, It's I been We're about An hour and five minutes Somewhere up in there Into the show Let's talk about this uh, This trade man We didn't We didn't even dive into that We used to dive into basketball first But That's true Kawhi Leonard Has been traded From the San Antonio Spurs to the Toronto Raptors Kawhi's like I'm gonna go to LA I'm going to LA 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 Popovich was like You wanna go where? Alright We're gonna send this nigga Out the country <laughs> Send this nigga To another country <laughs> <laughs> Hey Pop You savage <laughs> Sad But my thing is <laughs> What do you feel about that though? Like, That's pretty like savage, I got a couple bro. I got a couple things For the good written segment Okay. All right. And and we could we could, we gonna do the good written segment to close out the show. But I want to make a, this the honorable mention. Okay. Is the Toronto Raptors entire front office organization? What the fuck are y'all? They traded away Demar Derozan, who they drafted. Who DeMar DeRozan, even though he hasn't quite delivered the way he he should be delivering in the playoffs, he's pretty much done everything for that organization. Yeah. He he just hasn't been able to get over the hump in the playoffs. And I've been a big fan. He's an L.A. product. Yeah, just yeah, like I us. To say that, yeah. So it's kind of like to do to shit. Why would they sh- they so they get they get they get Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. They get Danny Green. Danny Green is a sniper. He's a he's a he's a long range shooter. Yeah. Not like, not like Steph Curry, but he can. But, he can but he's he, good. He's good. He at can this knock track. down some. He can knock down some shots. Kind of like a, a, like I will put him in the same class with like Kyle Korver. Okay. Right. He can he can knock down some big shots for you. So you get the, a top four or five player in the game in Kawhi Leonard. If Kawhi Leonard does not resign with y'all next year. Fire every fucking body. The general manager, fire the coach, fire everybody. Everybody who had any input on this trade. Everybody who gave you a thumbs up for this Wait trade. Minute, I don't know. It was a one-year deal? Well, Kawhi Leonard has a year. He's, he was the Spurs. He has one year left on his contract. So that, that, they didn't extend anything on him? No. They didn't extend anything. Because Popovich is like, we're not going to do you any favors. They could have theoretically, if like, theoretically, if Kawhi Leonard, what the, what play, what teams would do for a player that's like a good caliber player that like we we love you, we want you here, we just can't keep you just because our finances don't look right. Right. What they'll do is they'll do a signing trade. Okay. And what that basically is is the Spurs would come to him and be like, okay, we're gonna sign you to a max contract, but we're gonna trade you. We already have a team that will trade that will take you on the max, so we'll sign you. And we'll trade you. 
Okay. So now when you go to that new team, you're still getting paid. That contract is still your contract. It can't be manipulated. Ooh. Okay. So that so but so but the Spurs are like, if you're gonna try to bogard your way out of here, we're not gonna do you any favors. You're a free agent next year. Do what you want to do. We don't care. So, so what did Pop get back then? So so Pop, what, what was the official trade? So what he they, Pop they got, got back. Uh huh. Pop got back Demar Derozan. Okay. He got back um, some young kid. Uh, can't remember his name. It's, it's some like Russian name or something. Okay. But by all accounts, like he looks like he's a, he's still a young player. By all accounts, he looks like a stud. Well, but Pop, not like a superstar, but I mean, he, he he'll make him a good star. Yeah. Greg Popovich, he has made a career off of turning nobodies into champions. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many fucking nobodies <laughs> got rings because they played for Bob. But anyways. And then they got back a protected, a protected top twenty first round pick. Toronto, how the fuck do you let the Spurs run this type of heist on you? That was highway robbery. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so to to add to add salt to the wound, They're they gave top up pick. their top. Wow. So if you think about it. Who negotiated this deal for the for the Raptors, bro? So the That's Raptors, their whole plan is to hope for something like Paul George. Hope that we can do enough. Because if, if if Kawhi Leonard says when he hits the market next summer, if he right. walks away, the Spurs, I mean, if he if he walks away from the Raptors, which every a lot of people and including myself believe he will because he wants to come to L.A. that bad. They will, they will go to being one of the worst five teams in the league. They will be mentioned in the same category with who's the word with with uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> they will be down there with the Orlando Magic. Oh, they, they they will, mind you, they have the best record in the league last year. They will go from worst to I mean from first to worst in a year. Wow! So that's why you got to fire every because if he yeah. resigns, if he resigns, then okay. It makes now, sense. Now, now it makes sense, right? right? Right. But I wouldn't have made that deal if, and I'm, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I wouldn't have made that deal if I was Toronto unless I had some sort of guarantee that you're resigning. Makes because, sense. Because if not, then he's a one-year rental. <laughs> expensive one, too. He's a one-year, an expensive-ass one-year rental. You're going to pay him all this money to play for you for one year. And for what? So you can walk away? So that's that's my thing. So now you look at the Spurs. They drafted in the first round this year. Right. They got this young kid from Miami who looks fucking nice. Right. They get DeMar DeRozan, right. who can be the focal point. Good. They get a first round pick next year. They're going to draft another guy who's pretty fucking good. Because if you're drafting in the top 20 of your dra- in, in draft, you should be getting a stud. In the grand scheme of all things, man, so I mean, does this does does this just show you how smart these motherfuckers really are? It does. But but for Toronto to give up that much, knowing the position that the Spurs were in, was stupid. Because the Spurs had to do something. They were desperate to do something. Do you think there's any like? I mean, are we are we missing anything, bro? Are we, like, could we be missing? Because this deal sounds like I mean, like 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 the president would say. The worst deal 
ever known to man. It's one of the, like it's one of those things where like I want to give it the benefit of the doubt and be like it's something we don't know. Maybe Kawhi, maybe maybe, maybe, maybe he wants to stay in Toronto. Maybe he likes that cold weather. Maybe maybe he's that low key. Toronto don't get a lot of press, not here in the states. And they he were already quite shit. They were already reporting that that he, uh, my bad. This nigga hit the mic. <laughs> no, sorry. But they were at my fucking ears ringing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They were already reporting that Kawhi is off the Laker bandwagon and he'd rather go to the Clippers just because he doesn't want to play with LeBron because with LeBron you're going to be in the passenger seat with LeBron there's going to be cameras and microphones in your face 24-7 but you go to the Clippers that's going to be toned down he doesn't like all the glitz and glamour motherfucker by all accounts but everybody's saying that he's still driving a 95 Tahoe he has not purchased a new car since he's been in the league and mind you he's a finals MVP he has a chip and he's a defensive player of the year so he's getting paid <laughs> so he still drives a 1995 Tahoe. Hey man, I want that motherfucker to come to LA, bro. That's legit. That's you, legit. You just, you just, I could, you just <laughs> want to be driving down Fig, going to our Staples Center, and just hopefully you pull up to the light. You look over to your right, you see this black 95 Tahoe, and you see fucking uh, Kawhi Leonard sitting in the driver's seat, just on the way to the game, low key casual as fuck, just. I don't got to pay for a driver. I'm driving my fucking self to the game. Like, <laughs> you look over. Just imagine you look over and you see this motherfucking cornrowed head ass sitting there. Like, I didn't know this, man. This man gained, <laughs> he, he gained 10 points of respect, I think, for one big reason. Why is that? I used to own a 95 Tahoe, and I loved the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> it was a black one. Bro. But get out of Like, yeah. Man. Bro, he doesn't wear any jewelry. So you know, like he shows case, up to the he shows up to the game with like a plate, like a paper plate that's wrapped up in the foil, what, leftovers from the house. Where's he from? He's from LA. He like 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 born and raised. No. no, I think he's. I think. I, I know he was from here, but I, wait, he's he from born? the he's from the um, I think. No, not, not Fresno. Did, let, me, did, let me let me look it up. Let me look exactly where. Bro, because I was about to say some. Palmdale, but that's 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 uh, Paul George. Paul George, is, he's yeah, he's from Palmdale. I'm curious right now. Ooh. And he went to he went to Fresno, but because this, this man's habits are like the habits of one. It says Los Angeles, California. It doesn't give us. It's, yeah, Los Angeles. He's from LA. What? Hey man, he's 27. I think he grew up in like the Inland Empire though, because his high school he went to a um, high school in Moreno Valley. And then he also went to um, uh, high school in Riverside. Now, nah, but you know, be that as it may, you know, he. And then he went to San Diego. Yeah. He he's got some of that uh, that 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 old school. Like uh, what is, what was that? What was that called, man? Like uh, these guys that would basically put their lunch inside of that little metal. What, what do you call those things? Uh, lunch pail. Lunch pails, bro. Yeah, like they, just they, go to work, do your thing, right? Sweat it off, kill it, and then come back home like nothing ever. They call them one of those. Uh, uh, Blue collar. He's like the blue collar blue of collar. basketball. Pack up his lunch, go to work, put on his hard hat. No, no press, no publicity. Clock in, clock out. You walk. built the you built the Empire State Building. No one cares, right? You know. But my thing is, he's 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 he wants to be that low key, but on the court, he's top five. So it's like he can't avoid it. So he should go to uh, he should go to the Magic's. Fuck the Magic. So I'm just saying, if he wants low key, man, no, I forgot they existed, bro. I remember. So I remember maybe, maybe maybe Toronto may fit for him. Maybe he'll stay. 
they're low key. I mean, I mean, I know the Raptors in in the the BC, the uh, the British Columbia. They probably get a lot of press, but like, yeah, bro, but nothing like that's LA. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's nothing like the states. Nothing, nothing like nothing LA. Like, yeah, you want to get specific with LA? Nothing like LA. So, I mean, you got them hoops. It's LA. Yeah. yeah. What's up with the know. Knicks, though, bro? Fuck the Knicks. You know, I don't know the Knicks. I see their plan. They, they got a plan. It seems like it's a weird one. Though. It seems like they got a like a plan. Like it's just their ownership. I just don't trust their ownership to execute the plan. They're too unstable for that, right? Part of it. Yeah. There's going to be a, a healthy crop of free agents that are available next year. So that's going to be. They're something. thinking Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. He wants out of Minnesota. He called them all pussies. <laughs> um, in 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 that's just in my words, basically called because they offered him an extension. Basically, yeah, they offered him um, a four year, hundred and ten million dollar extension. He declined. Damn. So, if that don't mean y'all pussy, I don't know what does. Right, because like I, I, I think I have to motion that. Right, so like he's not buying into something. You turn down a hundred and ten, mind you. When, when they offer you extensions, the money that you still have left on your existing contract stays. So if you want to look at it in the grand scheme of things, it will be like a five year and he'd be around 160. See, so he, he, he would have probably got paid more than LeBron James. Yeah. For that deal. Yeah. And but, he still said no. Mm, no. Nah. Um, well, that makes sense. So, I mean, LeBron did give up a max with uh, Cleveland. I mean, it, everything, max, has yeah. its, everything has its purpose. Yeah, but... Only the only your current and in, in Toronto, speaking of uh, Kawhi Leonard, which he's already made clear that he don't care about a supermax. Toronto will be able to offer him the supermax next year in free agency if he, to resign. But he's already sh- pretty much shown us that he doesn't care about money. Hey, but do you think? Though, hey, let me ask you a question about this to kind of just kind of you know mm-hmm. feed on this one just for like about another minute. Do you think that? The fact that Leonard is basically calling out that he wants L.A. so much, the fact that he's begging for it, do you think it makes it too needy in the sense that L.A. really wouldn't want him? Because it's like, nah. because what, 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 what if it's one of these things, you know, it's, it's like that one girl that wants you so bad. And then the moment that, oh, no, vice versa, because I can't really explain that one. Yeah. It's like the, the chick that you want so bad is what I meant to say. It's like, the, it's like yeah. that, that one chick you then wanted so bad. you finally get her, it's like, nah. Yeah, and then you finally get her, and then you just, yeah, you're just like, hmm. Um, it's just one of those things where I don't think, I, I mean, think, the, I think both L.A. teams, I, like, I hear the Clippers are gearing up. Right now, they don't have the cap space, but next summer, they'll have cap space to sign him. So it's, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I think they'll still take him just because he's top five. Like, it's you know what I'm saying? La- like, he's, last week, I had a different perceptive of this. Now that I'm looking at it, I, I kind of feel low-key that... Maybe, just maybe, mm-hmm. the moment he comes out to the West Coast and the moment he starts playing in either Clippers or in L.A., he may kind of just get comfortable and go from top five to 11 just because now he got what he wants. He's comfortable. He doesn't want that press. He just wants to do his job. That would be something I would think of. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's how I feel about it. So I, I don't know. Maybe these guys, you know, maybe they look at it the same way. Because, I mean, what you think? I mean, I would, that's, I, I, would, I would think about that. 
you know? Like, so in our meeting, like, because when you're free agency, you can have meetings with these guys. Right. I would sit down, and I would bring that up. I would voice that opinion. Like, you want to come to L.A., you've made it very clear for the last two years now. I want to make sure we're getting Kawhi Leonard. We're not getting some edited version. We're not getting this guy that's chilling. We're trying to get a championship. So, I'm if if we if we move forward with this, I'm putting all my marbles in your basket, and I want to make sure. And I would, you know, what I mean, it's not you can you you can't really see until. But I feel plan. I feel Magic would make that decision though. I th- I think Magic would be ballsy enough to say, you know what, I'm only going to give you a one year deal. The Clippers won't have that type of they they don't have that type of backbone to say that I'm only going to do a one year deal. They'll probably right. sign him for a bigger deal because he's top five. But but, but the Lakers will probably be like, you know what. We gotta see. We, we but gotta, then we I don't taste think. The but I don't think the Lakers will do that either. Just for the simple fact that if you're not gonna sign them, there's 29 other teams that will gladly take them that's and give saying. them the max. But that's why. But, but he wants to come to LA though. If I if I'm if I'm Magic and I'm sitting down with my staff and my managers, I'm looking at this like, okay, you know what? Right. Let's get him over here. Let's give him a one year deal. See how he does. And if he does good, we'll offer him another one year deal. And if he does great. Then I'll go ahead and give him a four-year deal, go call it, max him out, make him feel special, because then he delivered in one or two years. All I know is just to kind of creep into mind and Leonard, staying in Toronto might not be bad. It's kind of cold in Toronto. I can deal with it. Look for the looks of it. Look at Drake, man. For the looks of it. There's no sun. For the looks of it, he can deal, too. Yeah. He can deal with it, too. And the reason I say that is because uh-huh. on our last episode, when we had Alex and Jad in here, I asked a question to y'all. Mm-hmm. Who's now the king of the East? Oh. I said it may be Victor Oladipo. You and Alex, if I remember correctly, the Greek y'all freak. said the Greek freak. Yeah. And then... Uh, Greek freak. Forgot what my man's over here said. He can be... A, LeBron came west already. That changes Lebr- things. That changes things. That true. You can you go over there. You can start owning the East. But I digress. Bro. You better be coming, man, boy. You just. <laughs> you better be coming, boy. <laughs> Bro, do you realize that you just threw a monkey wrench? For all of y'all who don't know, go check out episodes. Last episode with Alex and Jack. I think it was fun. Let me see. Hold on. Refer back to this one. Let's see where the fuck we at, bro. I don't know. I think we're on six or seven. I want to say. Let me see. But anyways. Yeah. Um, continue. Keep. We'll make digress. sure it goes up right. The last thing. Uh, the last thing on this basketball topic that I want to bring up, man, is a guy with the heart of a lion. Hey, we're on seven. Is it seven? Yeah, we're on Welcome seven. to episode seven, y'all. Good with this podcast. <laughs> so, hey, bro, bro, we done brought this episode in a hundred different ways. Hey. We're getting up there. We're getting up there. Slowly, right? slowly. So, thank y'all for listening. Listen, for like, for subscribe, iTunes, yeah. stuff like that. We won't keep y'all for too much longer. I just want to, I just want to shout out one guy, man, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. He went from on the brink of signing a hundred million dollar deal to Going to getting signed by the Denver Nuggets for the veterans minimum. Um, I just want him this year to break out, put shut all the doubters up, put everybody on their ass. You get you a new situation, bro. That that 
that you deserve. So money isn't everything, is what you're saying. I think I think money isn't everything, but I feel like for a guy like this, it is. There's no loyalty. You seen what he did for Boston? Yeah, bro. Bro, he played in a game the same day his sister passed away in a car accident. Put his heart out on the line. I think he dropped like 27 points. This Come on, bro. Yeah. And then Danny Ainge says, you know what? We want to go get Kyrie Irving. We'll trade his ass. Traded is that? And it, now that's tough. Yeah, that that was kind of a. It's no, it's no loyalty, man. You you gotta. I was a bitch. I, I, like, so every time I see instances of teams showing no loyalty to the players, right? I, I always harken back to what LeBron James did. He took his own fate. Took it elsewhere. And and he, he's been controlling his own career since like 2010, like like meaning. What he wants to happen, happen. Like, when he says no, no, that type of own your career. Ever since he left Cleveland that first time, which was in 2010, he has been doing whatever he pleased. Let me ask you a question. And I, and I hate to do it right now, but I, I, it just hit me right now. I got to ask you this question. What's that? What franchise puts up a statue? LeBron? Yeah. Cleveland? Why not Miami? He brought him championships. Well, that's Wade City. I'm just saying. That's Wade City. Can't do it. Wade built that city. LeBron brought the rings. Wade built the. <laughs> Wade delivered that first ring. Wade built that city. Okay. All like, right, like right, what's right, crazy right, is okay, their stadium is in a city. It's, it's, it's in the county of. It's called Dade County. Okay. You know what they call that bitch? <laughs> Wade County. Wade County. Okay, fine. All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So, if he wins the championship here for Los Angeles, he wins two. Yes, one no. So he can have a statue here and in Cleveland. Yeah, but isn't that weird though? Do you find that weird? Yeah. We had this Michael Jordan conversation last time about dynasties and stuff like that. You realize that you will only find a statue of Jordan outside of the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. You won't find it at what, what was the other team it was at? Uh, or, or, or was it the Magic? Wizards. The, the Wizards. Yep. You don't see no statues of Jordan and the Wizards. Nah, Jordan was washed. Yeah, it don't matter. It's Jordan. Yeah. I'm just. But, I don't know. I, that, that just raised curiosity about who has the right to put the statue. Mm-hmm. Granted, Cleveland does, but then again, Miami can say the same thing. He brought us championships, and then if he does it for LA, it's like I don't, I don't know. It's a tough. One. But uh, that, that was my last digress. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Let me ask you a question as we enter our good riddance segment. What is that? Do you like Papa John's? Mm. Papa John's pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in case you kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was wondering, Papa John, who the. F- yeah. Uh, so, yes. I don't love it, but yes, I do like it. And then on occasion, it, it's 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 pretty tasty. And then on occasion, on occasion, I've only had it on occasion too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but can't say love though. We gotta say good riddance to this motherfucker, man. To to, to Papa John, Mister John. Papa John. Fuck out with the guy. He has been caught red-handed, man. He was apparently on a conference call. His hand was in the cookie jar. No, no, we don't got we don't got an instance like that this week, oh, okay. which I'm kind of glad about. Oh, okay, because I'm sure there's many out there that I probably that didn't cross my my timeline. <laughs> but um, continue. 
He was saying racial slurs. Dropping the N bomb left and right. Uh-huh. On a conference call at work. I don't need to know the full details. <clears throat> I didn't bother reading into it. Just to be 100% honest with you, all I know is, what the fuck are you doing? Who are you talking to? On a conference call. Who are you, who, the, who the fuck are you talking to? I did not hear this story. This is interesting. I, you Google it, you'll probably get a million different articles. But it's time to get this nigga the fuck out of here. That's intriguing. That was... Who are you, Who was he talking to? What the fuck? On a conference call? Like, bro... What are you doing? I want to hear that conversation. I want to hear that conference call. I would like to hear it too. I, I just want to know. I want <laughs> you know. It, it brings curiosity to me. This he's a white man. I mean, hundred percent, right? Or Irish or something like that. Or, Hundo, right? So there's no mixture here. He's not a minority, so it's just. I mean, and that, you know what? I'm not going to jump into that too much. But my, my yeah, point is this. My thing is this though. I'd like to know. How this conference call when? started, why it went this route, and who was ballsy enough to record it? I have no idea. I got you. Got to give that some bitch credit. Whoever the fuck recorded it was like, Whatever. you know what? Fuck this fool. I'm about to put him out there. But, and, and you know, and this is different though. This right. is this is 100 percent different. Oh, and it says uh, he resi- he resigned. What the fuck? Was he? I didn't realize that either. Papa John's founder. Recently, I mean, Papa John's founder says it was a mistake to resign. So after he did it, he quit. And then he said he shouldn't have quit. Basically, it's the Wall Street Journal. I'll read that shit later or something. Yeah, we'll look into that. You know, yeah. here's, a, here's a trip part. And it's, it's because this is a little bit different what I was mm-hmm. trying to say, right? Because like, uh, who was the owner of that one team that was talking all this racial shit before with the, to his girlfriend or something like that? Oh, uh, that was his name was Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. He's on the Clippers. Clippers, right? When he did it, he was doing it behind closed doors. Because I could give a fuck of how anybody feels behind right. closed doors. You have the right to feel the way you want. You have the right to say whatever you want behind closed doors. Do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You do you. The fact that he got publicized while he didn't know that somebody else was listening on him, I mean, you know, I felt that was kind of fucked up. In this case, you were ballsy enough to do this shit on a conference call, bro. Like, I mean, damn, where the fuck were you in your mind? I mean, come on, bro. This man gave up the Clippers. Right. And you just own Papa John's. I mean, well, I mean, it's pretty good. we having talks about a merger with Wendy's. So Wendy's is probably like, we out. Can't do it. <laughs> you done fucked up the money now, bro. We merged with you. Hey, you They're not going to trust us. Hey, that, that might actually make the merger even more enticing when you think about it. Consider it, bro. The, the guy that was going to be taking most of the money decided to walk off. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, Wendy's, maybe Wendy could, uh, Wendy's could spin this in a way that, they that, that makes it profitable for them. I'm not a big fan of Wendy's. I, I, I liked it when they had their, the jalapeno baconator. That shit was bomb. <laughs> but then it went away. Oh, man. The I, fire I food suggestion, like all yeah, this. We need it. We need it. The last good riddance segment, man, <laughs> before we wrap this up. Papa John's, good riddance, um, motherfucker. It goes to Azalea Banks. Are you familiar with her? Azalea Banks. Name so, probably so, rings a bell. Yeah, it rings a bell. Let me see who we're talking well, about. She's, she's a young music artist. A young music artist or a yeah. young piece? Uh, she's a about? music artist. She's whatever. No piece? Uh, I don't really care. 
But anyways, uh, hey, hey, don't let's not be biased now. I mean, peace or no peace. It's her. I'm saying. So she, she's a she's a music artist. She's an actor, singer, songwriter, all this sub stuff, right? So uh, she has basically become more famous for coming after people. And what I mean by that is she's always giving her unwarranted opinions on things, right? So everybody's like, she's she comes off as a hater, all this other type of stuff, right? So she's mostly known for that. Like, she's come for people in times when, like, nobody was asking for her opinion, shit like that. So she goes on the show Wildin' Out. How are you familiar with Wildin' Out? Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite shows. By Nick Cannon. Yeah. Yeah. She, That's why I saw Cat Williams for the first time. Oh, where? Yeah. So she goes on Wildin' Out. And basically her side of the story was she was invited to the show by Nick Cannon to come on because she just, not too long ago, she released a new song. Okay. So she was invited on by Nick Cannon to perform her new song. And she said that she uh, basically expressed to them that she did not want to be a part of the Wild Style battle. The Wild Style is where they rap, punchlines, joking, right. roasting each other, right? It's the best part. This is a show for roasting, by the way. Yeah. So basically, they, they well, agreed. Ro- roasting on the fly. Yeah, improv. The, the, the improv, there you go. That's the word for it. So uh-huh. she um, said that they agreed. Like, fine, you don't have to be a part of that. Like, that's something we do every single episode, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she said that the crew, the Wild and Out crew, they went out of her way to start roasting her shit. Uh, they was deserved. roasting her shit. They was talking all. You I know want, what I mean? I want to see the episode now. Uh huh. I do too. I don't think it's aired just yet, but I want to see it. I don't know if they're even gonna air it now that all this came out, but I want to see it. Um, she said that she wanted to walk off the set after all this started happening, but there was too many higher ups. From like the produce the the show's producers and stuff like that, there were too many higher ups there, so she didn't she didn't walk upset because she didn't want to look like a chump, basically. And then she says that, uh, but Nick Cannon was like, "Wait, the show's been on for over a decade. Don't sit here and tell me you're the first one." You know what I mean? Like he's like basically, you know what I mean? Like we praying for you. We're so, you know not saying he didn't say we're sorry, but like he like we're praying for you. All of what you're saying is not true. You know what I mean? You wilding out for real. <laughs> no pun intended. For right, me. but he's like we're gonna pray for you. Blah 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 blah. Like what you're saying because after the show she started saying that there was colorism going on. Oh wow! Meaning people were making fun of her black skin. Blah 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 blah. The reason I'm saying good riddance to her. Okay. Is because I don't buy that shit. This show's been on. There's been many people going on this show. Oh, yeah. Many people getting roasted. Nick Cannon gets roasted every fucking episode about Mariah Carey. Right? It's she, relevant somehow, yeah. Yeah, like, like, what are you, like, what are you talking about? You cannot tell me you, you got it the worst. She cried on set, too, when this all happened. Like, she has done stuff, like, she came at, um, at, for just a bunch of people, you know what I mean? Like, she's talking shit about Rita Ora, Lady Gaga, like, all types of shit. ASAP Rocky. She comes for people. Nicki Minaj. She, she, like, she came out. She's talking about Nicki Minaj's body enhancements. She talked about T.I., telling him to shut the fuck up and just giving her opinion everywhere where it's not wanted. Uh, so this is like her karma. Right. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, we don't believe you. I got you. Right. So all I'm going to say is... 
good riddance to you, man. Like, I don't, I don't, right, I don't have a dog in this fight because I, I don't really care which way it goes. But in this 12th season, you can't tell me that you got it the worst. You're the first one that felt disrespected. What are you going to tell me? Like, the, all they do on this show is they make jokes about black people, white people, Mexican people, Asian people. <laughs> they, they got so many different people from so many so different creeds. They got people that are gay on the show. They got people black, white, Asian, fat, tall, skinny. That's true. Bald, hair. Like, like what hey, do man, you... Hey, Rico's fucking funny, bro. <laughs> I just remember that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like everybody who's been on the show, like... All the fans, all the people, we've come to expect this one thing from Wildin' Out. Hey, man, we should go to that show one day. It's in New York now. Oh, is that? They used to host in L.A. Or uh, tape it in L.A., but they tape it in New York. I think they every, every some time. Huh? I think I think seasons. Like, like every few seasons, they'll do okay. it here. Every few seasons. But when they come back, for hey, sure. Hey, good riddance on that one, right? Like, well, not, yeah. not good riddance to the show, but like, yeah. To her. I mean, and all I'm going to say is she comes off as a victim. I hate that. As a victim. Victimology is a thing, bro. People want to be the victim sometimes so fucking bad. She says, I quote, I did well enough today. There were, there were plenty pre-planned colorist jokes. And of course, like a crybaby. I walked off stage, all types of shit, bro. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just hard to, to see. Like, and then she posted, if I were to make fun of Nick Cannon for having lupus and being weak and sickly, if I made a joke and said that he'd be dead by the end of the year, then Azalea Banks would be the bad guy, right? And that's where Nick Cannon, like, he hadn't responded until she posted that. But Nick Cannon was like... Wait, lupus? Who's got lupus? Nick Cannon. Say what? Yeah, Nick Cannon's sick. He has lupus. He's had it for a while now. What, hold on, what's, what's lupus? I'm not sure exactly what it is. Cause you, uh, but okay. let, me, let, me, let, me, let me not be the <clears throat> ignorant... Let me fact check real quick. Real quick. Give me one quick second. I never knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, it kind of has lupus. Uh, lupus. Oh, what is lupus? Um, lupus is a chronic autoimmune disease that can damage. Oh, where I leave? Uh, sorry about that. Lupus is a chronic autoimmune disease that can damage any part of the body. Um, chronic means the signs are said to tend to last longer than six weeks. If you're lupus. In lupus, something goes wrong with the immune. It's, a, it's something wrong with your immune system, basically. So he spent. He had, he's had stents in the hospital, shit like that. Oh, so um, shit, man. Hey, man. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's 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 like an internal disease. It's not like contagious or anything like that. No, but I mean the the way he carries himself, man, being fit, all that kind of shit, bro. It's just like I mean you would have never. He's got him, man. Probably he probably has to like keep it keep it right, man. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But, okay. I, I didn't know so, that. All right, man. So she's like, so if I made jokes about him having lupus, then would I be wrong? Yes, bitch. Like, there's things that go over the line. I mean, talking That's about someone's <laughs> disease is, is one thing, but making fun of, like, a, well, I mean, it's because, you know what, though? It, it, it uh, you know what? Let me, let me correct that. It's not necessarily about a disease or about uh, something that can kill somebody. It's mm -hmm. about who is saying it. That makes the biggest difference. I feel like she has a mental. Because her, with her background history, right. it comes out incorrect. But if you go back to, like, let's say a, a, a comedian, right? Let, Charlie Murphy. Man, you could joke about anything. He would say anything about whatever he wanted. Right. And it, it would never come off, come off offensive because but he it never just, came out to be offensive. It's because it's her. Like, yeah, the, the reputation it. that she's built that's overcast to her music, which I've never heard any song by her. 
I, I don't know if she existed, to be honest right? with you. Right? So, like, everything she does outside of music overcasts her music. So, you don't really get to see that part of it. Because from, from what I hear, she's a very she's a talented person. Right. Right? So, that's the only thing I wanted to do, man. Uh, we didn't <laughs> ran over the timer. The timer has, 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 that. has, has bottomed out. So... <laughs> Thank y'all, man, for listening. Oh, that's just funny. and to you, Miss Iggy is or no, 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 don't say. I'm that, sorry, bro. not you, not maybe you for another day, Miss yeah. Azalea Banks. We bid you adieu, and that is good riddance. Good riddance. Um, well, you know, let's do it at the same time. Count of three. Good, good riddance. riddance. I like that. That was fine. That was that, good. That works. Yeah. Um, this is Ivory J. Good riddance podcast. Signing off. That's it, man. Over and out. <laughs>